Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. It's District 21 Republican, the great state of Texas, Chip Roy. Chip is also my representative. Chip, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great, Joe. Good to see you. I'm coming to you from these fancy digs. I'm normally doing it from the back of my truck, driving around the district, but I'm in D.C. So, Well, we, we appreciate you. Uh, however we can get you on the air, we appreciate you doing it. Uh, I want to start with something that went viral yesterday. I'm sure you've seen this video. Um, Vladimir Zelensky is a guy that a year ago probably had 95% um, approval in America. Everybody wanted to help him out. Here's this little guy just trying to save his land. Uh, Russia's horrible. We all hate Putin. I get it. But then it turns out, He's a really rich guy. It turns out he's more of an oligarch, in my opinion. Turns out he's got you know townhouses worth millions, yachts worth millions, and he's, he shows up in the House of Representatives to tell you guys you got to send him more money, and he appreciates it. It's kind of nice. But yesterday was a whole different thing for me. He sat there, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it. You tell me if I get anything wrong. He said, when asked about America's waning support, the American people, in a poll, the support is like 40% for him now, something like that. His answer was something to the effect of, well, the Americans better show support because if they don't, they're going to lose NATO. If they don't, they're going to lose their, their standing in the, in the world. Then he went on to say, then Russia will attack NATO, and then American men and women are going to have to go over and die, basically for Ukraine. It, Chip, it sounded to me like he was threatening the American people, which, I don't know, you and I are pretty proud Americans, pretty proud Texans. We don't take very kindly to that. No, look, this is one of those things where a good friend of mine who used to work in the national security uh, apparatus for President Trump, uh, Victoria Coates, she think tweeted something along the lines of, you know, thank you would suffice. And <laughs> exactly I, right. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of what I, I'm looking at here. And I'm going, listen, sir, uh, you know, you guys are over here telling us we must give you money. We must send you money. We must send you our assets. And then threaten us with, oh, you're going to get sucked into this war. Well, first of all, the American people have been generous already, probably to a fault. I've got my concerns about what we've already done at 100 and fill in the blank billion dollars. Um, I don't like Putin. I know he's a tyrant. None of us want him to roll into Ukraine and, and take you know territory from Ukrainians or right. you know subject them to the power of the Russian government. But let's also be clear that if they're fighting over Crimea, or even Donbass, as opposed to something kind of forcing farther west through Ukraine towards Poland and then, you know, interfering with our friends in Eastern Europe and NATO. Well, that's a little bit of a different thing. Uh, we've got to be very concerned about whether it's in our national security interest as Americans. And I can tell you this, I'm not going to be lectured to by someone who is closer to being an oligarch than not, someone who came to our, you know, House chamber, the United States House of Representatives, in basically a big Democrat-coordinated photo op, uh, along with 18 Senate Republicans to jam through a $1.7 trillion bill. Right. I'm never going to forget that. You are complicit in that. You know, Chip, what's interesting to me is Biden was there very recently. He had the fake missile sirens. All the reporters, even CNN said, there were no missiles coming in. We have no idea why the sirens went off. Um, we have this guy walking around in his sweatshirt all the time. And again, like you said, lecturing us on how much money we need to send them. I had Andy Biggs on yesterday. He said the number's closer to $200 billion when you add up all the military equipment and all the cash that we're sending. And then Biden, like a proud father or something, said we're going to pay their pensions and give them some walking around money. Chip, I'm losing my interest in, in helping this guy out when we're talking about paying their pensions and giving them some walking around money or fixing their roads or, or, or uh, opening up their schools. I'm not sure I understand why that's now our responsibility. When I was asleep, did we annex Ukraine? Is it part of us now? Well, let's just put aside for just a moment the 
significant national security question that this raises with respect to our relationship with Russia, uh, what it means with the New START treaty, which, by the way, was a garbage treaty that we should never have done in the first place. Right. And that Biden re-signaling five years in the New START treaty signaled weakness. Then you let Putin be the one who actually says, no, 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 sorry, we're suspending the New START treaty. Right. That's what this current administration is doing. But let's be very clear that put aside all the national security issues. I would just like to know this from all the Republicans running around, you know, yammering about Ukraine. How about the fact that we're $32 trillion in debt? These guys run around saying, oh, this is like 1939, right before World War II. Right. Well, let me just tell you, if it is, if China, Russia, if this is the equivalent, I'm not sure that's true, but okay, if it is, the one big difference is our debt to GDP ratio, the amount of debt we have relative to the size of our economy is what it was after World War II. We are in a major fiscal crisis and these guys are spending blindly and wildly. They don't care to differentiate. They will use our men and women in uniform and wrap themselves in the flag and the uniform, spend money we don't have, destroying our country, all so they can go around patting themselves on the back about how good they are around the world. And now we just are $7 trillion later in the Middle East. We just had a report about all the money and the resources left in Afghanistan. I wanna know what the hell Millie and Austin and those clowns are doing over there at the Department of Defense, but whatever it is, it sure as hell isn't doing the right thing to defend our country. Well, what they're doing is they're worried about pronouns. It is uh, Chip Roy, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. How far could we have gotten with homeless veterans in this country had we not sent the $200 billion? Do we want to send some support? I get it. But I don't want to pay their pensions. When we're arguing right. about about our uh, the price of eggs in this country or, or how much um, it's $9,300 more t- just to live. Uh, for an average American family under Biden, why are we sending anybody any money to walk around in Ukraine, a place that most of us will never go? And, you know, I talked to our mutual friend, um, uh, Ted Poe, the other day, and, and Ted has been to Ukraine many times. He says this is ridiculous what we're doing, and he feels like it has something to do with Biden's ties to Ukraine when he was in charge of Ukraine under Obama. We know all the ties the, through his family in Ukraine. Uh, Chip, you might not want to answer, but do you think that Ukraine has something on Biden where he's just going to keep on opening the checkbook? Well, let me just say this. I am privy to some of the conversations we're having with some of the folks, uh, you know, and the, there's the weaponization committee and there's yeah. other things. And I'm not serving on that, but I, I know a lot about what's going on. So I'm not going to get in the weeds, but I'll just tell you, uh, a lay person looking at the news and following the last four years of history, five, six years of history. Uh, doesn't take a genius to see that, that the Biden clan was neck deep in oligarchs and all sorts of nefarious yes. activities over in Ukraine. Same thing over in China. And so it certainly begs the question. It begs the kind of oversight questions that we need to know. And the people, and, like, and God bless uh, Congressman Poe, by the way. He's a cancer survivor like I am, and yeah. I hope he's doing well. Uh, but he's correct. Like, this is highly troubling. No, we shouldn't be paying for their pensions. Look, you want to send them some assets to try to help them hold the line? Look. Uh, fine. Yes. You know what? They're right there next to our NATO friends. I want to push back on Putin. We should not be isolationists. You, you and I both agree on that. Yes. But what we shouldn't also do is spend money funding other people's pensions, propping up their economy, paying literally for their whole economy at this point, spending more than the entire national Russian defense budget, spending more than our entire homeland security budget, while our border is wide open, while our country is suffering, while we've got people who can't afford the, the goods and services they want to get, 
market while our electricity prices are skyrocketing because of a ridiculous climate agenda, etc., etc. It's insane. District 21, Republican, great state of Texas, Chip Roy. He's my congressman where I live. Um, I've got to ask you, any, any idea, Chip, why Greta Thunberg and John Kerry and Al Gore didn't show up in East Palestine? I mean, you figured they'd want to go there, wouldn't they? Yeah, you know, this is one of those things. I'm going to give a little plug to uh, Governor DeSantis, who's uh, been way, way out leading on uh, conservation and being out there to make sure that Florida is a clean state, clean water, clean air, making sure that that's, uh, you know, being handled the right way. J.D. Vance, new senator from Ohio. He was one of the first guys down on the scene. You yep. might remember he grabbed a stick and he was stirring up the water. And you could see all those chemicals coming up in the water while you had a bunch of silly politicians trying to do photo ops with the water. Right. Look, look. We want seriousness here. We want to know the truth. Could have been an infrastructure problem. Could have been a mismanagement problem by the uh, the rails, or the you know uh, railways. It could have been a, a problem by government interference. You know, it took Buttigieg like you know a week or two or a month or whatever three, it was to find weeks. his way yeah. to Ohio, and uh, you know he finally found it on a map. And then he was just going around in his little yellow hat and his orange outfit, and he was probably just trying to figure out what would be the best way to enhance diversity, equity, and inclusion rather than <laughs> figuring out what the hell was going on with the railway. Right. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting to see what's gone down there, but, but it, it also goes to show that the central government and those pushing climate change, those pushing green energy, those pushing the environment aren't really. They're pushing an agenda because if they really cared, they would have gone to the scene of the Nord Stream 2, which is one of the biggest ecological disasters ever um, on this planet. And also East Palestine, where the EPA yesterday, Chip, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this, said they're not going to test for dioxin levels. And, and I wondered why. And the news story said because they didn't have a starting point. They didn't have sort of an average of dioxins in the area. Now, maybe I'm stupid and, and you tell me off camera all the time that I probably am. But don't we have a baseline of what's dangerous and not dangerous for humans? We have 45,000 dead animals in that area. And the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, isn't going to test the dioxin levels. What? Yeah, that's complete nonsense. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the baseline is, but I, you know, you just send any, you could send first year MIT students down there and they'd figure it out. Like, that's the problem, right? We got all these bureaucrats running around pointing fingers at each other. Uh, you know, I, I had a friend of mine, Matt Gates, a mutual friend of ours, who said something funny the other day. He said, you can go over to, you know, uh, any bureaucracy, any one of the agencies here and, and do a stop and tell every one of the bureaucrats to stand up and go look at their emails, go look at their last 10, 20, 50, 100 emails. I guarantee you not one of them are advancing anything good for you or me. What they're doing is sitting around advancing diversity, equity, inclusion, all sorts of nonsense. Yep. That's what this is about. They should be in there. They should be figuring it out. They should be cleaning the water up. Look, they don't care about the truth. If they did, we'd have nuclear power. Yes. If they did, we wouldn't be hamstringing American natural gas, American energy, when we got China pumping out two new coal-fired plants a week on top of the 1,100 coal-fired plants they have right now. While we have 250, we're adding no more coal-fired plants. We're barely adding natural gas at this point. And by the way, you live in Texas and I live in Texas. The grid in Texas is about to be 50% wind and solar by the end of this year, which is asinine. It is. And the leadership of both Texas and our country should be ashamed about what they're doing to the American people by not fighting to ensure that we have a better grid in Texas. Yeah, we found out how stupid that whole idea was two years ago, but yet for some reason we're still doing it. It's Chip Roy, District 21 Republican. Great to have you on. The border. Mayorkas is not doing the job. He's been lying to you guys and lying to the American people for years now. Uh, he doesn't have operational control of the border. The borders are controlled by the cartels. That's clear. If you impeach him, and I think you could in the House, 
To what end? You're not going to get him convicted. You're not going to get him kicked out of the job. I mean, Romney probably wouldn't even join the Republicans in the Senate. You don't even have 50, much less 67 votes. What do you do then? How can you make uh, some strong move with control of the House where you control the purse strings to make this guy either do his job or get out of the way? Well, remember that impeachment is a tool uh, for the House to use when it's uh, supposed to be used. And this is one of those cases where somebody's violating his oath, uh, undermining uh, his duty to defend the United States of America uh, as the Secretary of Homeland Security. Of course, we can and should impeach him for a complete and total abject failure uh, to do the job that's been asked of him to do it. And while lying to the American people in the process. That being said, your point is well taken. If we impeach, it is most likely going to be something that would die in the Senate. But you do it anyway to force the Senate to have to deal with it and choke on it and vote on it. And then you go run ads against them and you campaign against them when they don't do the job they're supposed to do. You go then run against the president. But here's the main point. The only thing that we can really do to help solve the crises of the moment is use the power of the purse to do it. So this is why I'm going to be hammering my Republican colleagues to say that we need to be using both the debt ceiling and the fiscal spending that, 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 you know, by the end of September to force changes on key policy matters. Why would we fund a Homeland Security Department that is failing to secure the homeland and allowing 8,000 people today to come across our border, 72,000 Americans to die from fentanyl in 2022, 1,000 migrants to die along our border, 53 migrants to get cooked in a trailer in San Antonio? Why would we do that? Don't do that. Demand that we change it. Why would we fund an ATF to make felons out of 10 million Americans because of a pistol brace ruling by a bureaucrat? Why would we fund an IRS to the tune of $80 billion to go after, frankly, more minorities and people of lesser means than rich people? Why would we fund a bureaucracy that continues to advance DEI and offices and divvy us up by race like they are at the Department of Defense or fund abortion at the Department of Defense? Why would we fund any of those bureaucrats? Stop it. That's how you use the power of the purse. Federalist 58, James Madison. Yeah. It's the most effective tool against tyranny that we have in the House of Representatives. I hope people join in with you. I know I know some have. I think others are, are not going to, uh, but I hope yeah. that they do. It's Chip Roy. We appreciate you coming on. When it comes to the debt, Biden keeps saying that he's cut the debt in two years by $1.7 trillion. That's untrue. And then he said he did it by $1.7 billion yesterday, which doesn't make any sense. That's not much when it comes to what our, our budget is every year. Um, Chip, just very simple question. Has he cut the deficit or the debt at all since he's been president? No, of course not. What he's trying to hide behind is the fact that in a post-COVID world, after a massive shutdown and the massive expenditures blowing out $5 trillion, that somehow as that's kind of easing and coming off, that somehow he's cutting our deficits. That's ridiculous. Uh, The question is is whether our core annual deficit, separate from COVID, is is dropping. And the fact is the uh, Congressional Budget Office came out last week and said, oh, buckle up, y'all, because we're staring at almost $20 trillion of additional debt over the next decade. I want you to think about that. And Joe, for everybody out there listening, I just want you to pause and stop. Your country is burning around you in the form of the federal government spending money we don't have, printing money, diluting the value of your dollar, sending us down the road to third world status, all so they can fund the bureaucrats I just described who are at war with your way of life, who are undermining your freedom, telling your kids that America's evil, saying that you're a felon for having a pistol brace on a gun, et cetera, et cetera. We have got to pull back on the spending of the woke weaponized bureaucracy. We need to go after them. And no, 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 Biden is absolutely lying when he's saying he's reducing our deficits and debts. He's just hiding behind post-COVID dollars.
you're right. How do we get rid of baseline budgeting? How do we actually get more people like Chip Roy in the House of Representatives and the Senate to stop all this spending? We, we, we literally should just wipe the, the, the slate back to, here's the zero. You can't spend anything over what you now collect from the taxpayer. I don't know why we ever allowed pe- uh, people in, in where you work, in Congress and in the, in the White House, to spend a dime more than they had. I can't. I'll bounce a check. I'll get late check fees. If I don't cover the late check, I could be arrested for bouncing bad checks. You guys can, and again, it's not you, but the government, the central government that never was intended to do this can spend all the money it wants, even if it doesn't exist. So how do we fix it? So it is my belief that this is one of the things we're going to demand on the debt ceiling this year is that we need to take a a giant step forward in the right direction of real cuts this year. Let me tell you what I think we ought to do. We ought to return spending this year to 2022 levels rather than the bloated spending last year that was jammed through in the omnibus. If you do that, you immediately save about 130 to 150 billion dollars in year one, which resets that baseline. The second thing you need to do is then cap that spending over 10 years, and that'll save about three to three point six trillion dollars over 10 years. The next thing you need to do is end the student loan, uh, you know, bailout, if you will. Uh, that's four hundred billion dollars. That if you took that away, that will reduce our deficit in year one. Don't let, don't wait for the Supreme Court to do it. Do our job. Yes. Take that back. Go get the $91 billion of unobligated COVID dollars that are still sitting out there and then go pull that money back from the IRS. Or if you can't do that, tell them that you're going to stop giving them the annual budget and say you're just going to use that pot of the money to go figure out what you're doing. And if we do all of that, we can save about $700 billion in year one. We can set ourselves on a path to save $3 trillion over 10 years. Then we got to sit down at the table and figure out mandatory spending, get people back to work reform Medicaid. We can do it. We just got to actually sit down and do it. Like you have to do it, your work and home and every other business has to do. So I'm going to demand it. I'm going to call out Republicans. I was on the house floor today, beating the snot out of Republicans, uh, saying we got to do this. I'm not here to be a partisan. I'm here to win. And keep on winning. I, I love the work you do for it. It's District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. My, my Congressman is Chip Roy. Chip, thanks. I appreciate all you do. Hey, thanks, Joe. God bless. Let's get together soon. Take care. Yes, sir. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Chip Roy coming on. You can check out that interview, my interview with Byron Donalds and all the parodies and all the monologues, everything else that we post over at JoePags.com. Just click on Watch, W-A-T-C-H, and you'll get all those videos and more. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie, I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.